the second pick, the Philadelphia Eagles select Donovan McNabb, quarterback, Syracuse University. Don't boo. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Philly Frenetics podcast. It's a special annual Christmas edition. He's John. I'm Joe. John, how are you feeling? And I, I really mean, how are you feeling tonight? Really? You mean that? Genuinely? I do mean it. I do mean it because your your level of, of wellness has, has now had an effect on my life the last few days. I think I need to ask you the same question, too, because <laughs> uh, apparently your level of wellness has actually affected my schedule, too. <laughs> we had planned to record a few days ago uh, on Sunday night after the Eagles game, but uh, apparently the stress of that game gave John a headache and uh, he was unable to go. And then we were both busy the next night. And then the night after that, I got sick. Uh, I still sounded a little bit. Mine was more of a uh, head cold congestion. I'll tell you what, John. I got a little bit more sleep than usual, and also drugs help. I will I will say that I'm not going to pretend it's anything other than Advil, cold and flu induced. Uh, I don't know what you would call it. Uh, per- performance enhancing for sure. I mean, can you get me some of that? Like- <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's available at your local pharmacy. I actually went out last night to uh, pick up a gift that I had uh, pre ordered. And there was a CVS pharmacy in the parking lot. Don't worry, it wasn't for you. Um, and I thought about going in and just buying a, a box of Sudafed. And I thought it really wasn't actually worth the trouble of having to like get somebody to open the case and then give them my ID and have them scan my ID and then unlock the plastic that's around it uh, because they, they want to make sure that I'm not going to use it to cook meth. So, uh, that is one of the more surprising, although I shouldn't be surprised, uh, developments over the last decade or so, just how difficult it can be to buy an over the counter, uh, cold or, or congestion, uh, remedy. Well, it, it's that and a number of things. Uh, I think I tried to, to buy a DVD burner a couple of weeks ago at Target and that took me longer than expected and i'm pretty Probably sure because you asked for it and they're like we don't know what that is well it was behind the glass and like i was a surprised 24 year old behind the counter like what is a dvd you know the stone tablet that you watch movies <laughs> on <laughs> you mean the actual tablet the ipad don't i'm make telling me you feel, man, like you're older than i am all right i, oh, I don't oh, want to hear hardly it. though Technology that we all thought was like pretty futuristic is already obsolete. <laughs> oh man! Our condolences to anyone who bought a Blu-ray collection. No, n- not really. It doesn't look that much better than DVDs. You got what you deserved. <laughs> Speaking anyway, of got what they deserved. <laughs> well, anyway, I had a joke that I was going to make in addition before we went off the rails. Uh, I got sick, and then uh, instead of recording, I got an overnight uh, notification that you had signed with a Mets podcast. For 12 years and uh, looks like $3.15. Whoa, I could make that kind of money? Don't spend it all in one place. Uh, obviously, a reference to the Carlos Correa bait and switch. <laughs> Tuesday afternoon, it's like, oh, the Giants have postponed the introductory press conference. Something's wrong with the medical. And then 12 hours later, psych, he's going to New York. So the Mets signed one of the four main shortstops on the market to put him at third base. 
So the Yankees did that, what, 15 years ago? 20 years ago at this point almost? They got one of the best shortstops in the game. And yeah, had that work out for them. To protect oh, the ego of... Well. Oh, they got one World Series out of it. Probably not well enough, to be honest with you. But they had to protect the ego of the captain. Absolute joke. That's right. Derek Jeter stands are going crazy right now. The, the, their radar is going off. They don't know why because they're not listening to us. But just, just it's an insane payroll in New York. And I'm not going to complain about it because, you know, the Phillies spent plenty of money, blah, blah, blah. But if you factor in the quote unquote competitive balance tax, which we all know it's the luxury tax. The Mets payroll is going to be $495 million. That's half a billion dollars. And and you're doing it, what, just to get to the playoffs and hope that you can win, what is it now, 13 games that you might have to win to win the World Series? 11 if you're one of the top seeds. Right, and if there's there's one thing we learned very much so in Philadelphia uh, this past postseason, it's actually harder than ever for top you know, 100 win type teams to make it that far. Now, one of them actually did make it that far and won. <laughs> but it's not all that difficult. <laughs> you know, ask Dodgers fans how, how that's going. Now, I'm conflicted about this. One, I didn't even know what happened yesterday because I was immersed in uh, a basketball doubleheader and completely had no idea uh, what happened. And then this morning, uh, I, I saw like, I think it was from John Heyman who had erroneously announced that the Giants had signed Aaron Judge <laughs> said that the Giants signed Carlos Correa and I was thinking did his account get hacked is this a joke is it April Fool's and I just missed a couple of days like you know what is it? and then you know I scrolled back and it's like oh wait that's interesting that's whoa that is uh, you know that is some Adam Silver looks at some emails type of stuff <laughs> I, I, I was won't actually, say anymore. <laughs> I was actually awake when the the notification came in overnight, and I I don't know if I like it better as like an overnight bit of intrigue and everyone wakes up to it, or if it would have been better twelve hours earlier or later, like in the middle of the day, this bombshell drops, you know. So, but apparently Scott Boris, you know, doing what Scott Boris does and not giving John Middleton the first pick. Yeah, I mean, did he call Middleton uh, before? He went to Cohen or uh, or what? I think the Phillies. I think the Phillies have bought Scott Boris a couple of houses at this point. I think a lot of teams have bought Scott Boris a couple of houses at this point. <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough about the Mets and Carlos Correa and Scott Boris and baseball for now. We got to talk about the Eagles, John. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks, and um, usually when we do these segments, we talk about what we liked and what we didn't like. Last two games, the Eagles went up to the Meadowlands and just manhandled the Giants. And then they went to Soldier Field and struggled a bit with the Bears. Uh, But I think we're going to start with what we didn't like. I think it's pretty obvious what we didn't like. Jalen Hurts. Actually, that's the sentence. Jalen Hurts. (sighs) All right. So I'm going to contradict myself here. Not for the first time on this podcast, <laughs> but I'm doing it. I'm declaring my intent to do so. So I saw today that a lot of people are now blaming Nick Sirianni for this injury. And Go on. I don't 
there's, Why, there for is playing his quarterback in a game there that's what i don't understand like you can't protect this isn't other sports like if you step on the football field you're putting yourself yourself and your your players at, at risk anyone who stood on the sidelines of a football field has probably felt at risk i know i have and at that point i'm like fully aware and actually very far away. No from lie. The field. In college, I was working on like the chain gang. I can't think of a better name for it. And the kid who was holding the down marker wasn't paying attention and got absolutely blown up. I, I believe Which is he left funny under if his it doesn't power. happen to you. No, no, it was hilarious. Cause like, what are you looking at? If not the, the 200 pound running back steaming right at you or the linebackers that are converging to hit him. I digress. Well, a, a few years ago I was, and not the chain gang, but in an on-field working capacity. And during a touchdown, I had a bunch of like 300-pound linemen wearing cleats jump up and celebrating around me. And my first thought was, this is how I die. I need to reevaluate my life choices. Well, before, before you go on, were they mad that Jalen Hurts was playing in a close game in the third quarter? He got hurt in the second half. Well, I think it was general um, putting him at risk in terms of play calling. Now... I agree that the play calling wasn't necessarily what I, you know, I think a cold weather environment, you know, requires. I think you have to run the ball a little bit more. But then again, I will say that about, you know, a game Didn't in Nate July. did Brown have a career high in receiving yards? Well, a I, lot of I, yards after the catch. I know. But like, but I, I think what I. You have the dumbest fan base sometimes, John. But I think what I learned from watching that game and I wanted to flush this out with you get your opinion is maybe we're at a part of the NFL where like we're in a new era where those rules just the cold weather rules really don't apply anymore because if the stats say hey throwing is your best option by far and that was by far the best option against the Bears defense then you know what? Don't worry about the wind chill factor. Now that being said, I watched a game in Buffalo last week that was perhaps one of the best games of the year, except for the other Buffalo game that you know we saw that was also the best game of the year <laughs> last calendar year, I'll say. But you know something like that, maybe it's it's a little different. But teams were throwing the ball in that game too, so I think we're just at a point where. You know, it would have been better, I think, if they ran the ball a little bit more with Miles Sanders. But I, mean, I don't. You've think... been saying that for three years, regardless of who was playing quarterback. I'll, I'll say that, like, you can put this on on repeat. For put it on your next headstone. Week too. Yeah, exactly. John, here lies John Sager. They should run the ball more often. I, I, that is probably in the eulogy of, of at least one person in South Philly every week. Uh, to answer your question, I don't think it's a temperature thing. I think it's an other conditions thing, right? So it was pretty windy. It was pretty windy that day to the point where the Bears punted from the offensive 31-yard line because the kicker was like, no, I can't hit a kick in this. And I think think Elliott doined a field goal as well. Yeah, and that that wasn't that far. Yeah, And it was like a really weird-looking kick. So I don't think it matters. That's a game in Chicago for you. Yeah. I don't think it matters if it's zero degrees, 30 degrees, 80 degrees. I think what matters is the wind and and really your quarterback. And obviously if it's snowing and raining, but your quarterback, Jalen Hurts isn't a big arm guy, but I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be affected by a little bit of wind and like single digit temperatures. Jalen Hurts might be more affected by that. However, if 
You're playing against a team where it's advantageous to throw the ball and you're calling plays for throws that your quarterback can make. And in theory, you're the head coach or offensive coordinator. You know better than anyone what throws your quarterback can make. Then call those plays. Like, it's that simple. Uh, the, the, the Bears, I think, were tanking that game. Uh, which is what I said the Eagles should have done <laughs> in quick picks. I I I, uh, I said the Eagles should dump that game because it, it didn't matter. And I was right. It didn't matter. And now because Dallas lost on Sunday, Saturday's game doesn't matter. And we could talk about that in a little bit. But when, when the Eagles scored their first touchdown and – I, and they said it was a call play. It wasn't audible. But when that Bears safety came up to the line and that left nobody to defend, what, 25 yards of space and Jalen Hurts could have moonwalked into the end zone if he so chose, that 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 still days later remains inexplicable to me that an NFL defense did that against the team with the best record in the league led by the guy who should be the favorite for the MVP award. As I guess I I've, I've slid into uh, what I did like. And that was that, uh, you know, the Eagles went out and took care of business against the bears. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't pretty. Uh, they went out and they destroyed the giants an allegedly decent team. That was nice. But I, I guess the, the, the compliment that I'm I'm going to give them is, they did what good teams are supposed to do when they don't have their best game. And that's just go out, do enough to win and get out of town. I do have a, an addendum to what we liked, which is usually it's very rare for me to, especially in this era of quarterback play to be wowed by a quarterback. I mean, Jalen hurts does that. It, it happens, but Justin Fields is incredibly athletic. And I've seen some highlights before, but watching it on every play like that was eye-opening, especially the the long touchdown run that got called back. That was one of the craziest things I've, I've ever seen. And it was actually kind of a shame it got called back. Now, because they scored anyways, so whatever. But... Uh, Man, that guy can move. And you know, we've seen like Jalen Hurts, Randall, Michael Vick, you know, up close in this town, but I don't think any of them could run like that. I have one other thing that I liked, and I'm kind of galaxy braining this, so bear with me. I got time. I like that Jalen Hurts isn't gonna play on Saturday. And I like that he's probably not gonna play next Sunday. Is it because it shakes up the quick picks? No, not at all. It's because they are so reliant on him. What happens if he gets hurt in the first quarter of a divisional game? Now you're throwing Gardner Minshew in, who hasn't played a meaningful down of football all year, right? Even if he were to play the last couple of games, it was only going to be because they already clinched home field. And, you know, you would think Jalen Hurts would still play a little bit because you kind of owe it to him to allow him to continue to burnish those MVP credentials. You have to find a balance there. And now, now that's out the window. He might still be the MVP. Who knows? But now you don't have to factor that in if you ever were going to before. So the Eagles could theoretically not play 
a meaningful game from this past Sunday until the weekend of January 21st and 22nd, I think it is. Okay. They're one win away from locking up the number one seed. However, if, if it's Minnesota or whoever loses a game, they don't even have to win. They can lose the rest of their games and still be the number one seed. Now they're going to Dallas in a game that, yeah, sure, it's great to beat Dallas. It's great to go in to Dallas and win and, and Christmas Eve, blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't matter. You know, they just need to win one more game and they'll have two cracks at home against a bad Saints team, which is actually still in contention for the NFC South title, and a Giants team that's going to be playing for its playoff lives. Okay? The fact that Minshew is going to get time and he's going to get reps with the first team in a game, you know, they're going to talk about it like it's important and they're going to treat it like it's important, even though it isn't. That can only benefit them. I think back to 2017, okay? Nick Foles was not very good those last couple of regular season games. I think they got one win against the Giants or the Jets up at the Meadowlands, and then I think Nate Sudfeld played a majority of the game against the Cowboys to end the regular season. Uh, he was uh, not I, good. I think you're erasing some history. I've been told uh, by many times that he, by many people, I should say, that he's the best quarterback in Eagles history. Well, Go he on. wasn't very good. And then a, a switch got flipped in, in that game against the Falcons, and they hung on for that win, and then they blew out Minnesota, and they put up all sorts of numbers in the Super Bowl against New England. Okay? But... I, I, I still believe he needed those games that, that, and, and maybe as much Doug Peterson needed those games to figure out what part of the playbook was Nick Foles going to be able to run. Right. Okay? They reinvented the offense to and fit him. And it took him, a little while. Which and is they actually... had the opportunity to do that because they had that cushion of, of being the top team and either having clinched it or, or being close enough to clinching it that they had that breathing room. They have that situation right now. Okay, and Jalen Hurts may come back for that last game, play a few series, play a quarter, maybe play a half, you know, get back into some sort of game, let's say game shape, but like rhythm. Okay, he's healthy. Rhythm. That's probably the best way to describe it. And then sit for two weeks (laughs) until you play again. Uh, And even with Gardner Minshew, they might be good enough to beat the Cowboys. They should be good enough to beat the Saints. Right. So it, it sounds strange to say because of the way it's coming about. But I like that Gardner Minshew is going to play some actual football during the regular season where technically the games still matter. I also discovered a promotion that the Eagles are doing that we didn't talk about. I didn't know what's happening. I saw it in the last couple of weeks. I don't know if you saw this. Um, the Sixers got rid of the Frosty Freezeout. They've now got Brickin' for I chicken. I don't. Uh, we, we have not gotten a chance to discuss that at lunch, okay. but I, I missed the Frosty Freeze out. Well, guess what, John? It didn't go anywhere. Say what? The Eagles are running the Frosty Freeze out. What? Did they just go outside? It's cold enough. <laughs> if I remember the graphic, if they keep the opponent out of the end zone in the first quarter, then it's a Frosty Freeze out, and I guess you get a Frosty, which has happened the last two weeks. They, they didn't make a big deal out of it. All of a sudden, I just saw it scrolling through Twitter. I was like, whoa, what's going on here? Uh, Wendy's clearly trying to get into the Philly sports promotion game. Uh, good on them and good on the Eagles for picking it up. It's like when uh, 
a beloved show goes off the air and a different network picks it up for one more season so they can wrap it up. I feel like that's what happened here. The Sixers unceremoniously dumped everyone's favorite promotion and the Eagles were like, ah, oh, well, we'll take that. Good for them. I mean, I, honestly, <laughs> I had no idea. I completely well, missed it. Now you're going to be watching that game on Saturday with a little more attention to the first quarter. I might have to uh, rearrange some family outings I was going to, get to do uh, to see if I can get that. Uh... <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Middle of the day, Christmas Eve is, is tough. I say middle of the day, like middle of the literal, like, you know, part of the day you're awake. Like, that's tough. Like, that's around when you go out and pick up, you know, stuff for dinner. I always make my last trip to the bookstore. I got to do everything earlier to watch a football game. Ugh, killing me, NFL. Might have to wake up like one, two o'clock. It's just absolutely killing me. Best case scenario, I wake up after the sun has already gone down, but that won't happen. And it doesn't usually happen. That was kind of unfair of you, John. Christmas Eve is better than Christmas. We can have this debate another time, <laughs> maybe next week. But I like Christmas Eve better than Christmas, to be oh, honest. Oh, I, I heard you talking about that with someone uh, recently. And it, it was one of those things where I, I never quite thought of it, but it's like, yeah, it kind of is. It's special. <laughs> and then Christmas Day is like, oh, I have to go back to work tomorrow. Well, that's only if your place of business doesn't celebrate Boxing Day, John. Speaking of Boxing Day, <laughs> let's talk or, about the World Cup. I don't know. I, that, was the, that was the best transition I had. Or not at all. Uh, John, why don't you leave the transitions to me? The segues can be my thing. All right. That is my gift for you. Wait, wait, no. That is, that's we'll do that point, in yeah. the next segment. Uh, real quick, I, I know that you may have paid a little more attention to this World Cup than you have in the past after your newfound soccer fandom that, that came about during the union season uh did you get a chance to watch the final no well then never mind <laughs> not to uh a billion people around the world watched it and you're like oh yeah no I, I couldn't be bothered not to not to burst your bubble i'm happy for everyone who did i hope you enjoyed it but i declined to watch the world club for ethical reasons i'm done the floor is yours <laughs> I don't believe that that was your reason at all. <laughs> no, it was. It was. Uh, I mean, it was obviously a conflicting thing, but uh, at the same time, once the games start, you kind of just remember, oh yeah, no, this it, is the thing. It was a personal thing. I'm not going to force my judgment on anyone. I don't want to be the downer, but well, I was just no, explaining I mean, why I didn't I've had that watch. conversation with a number of people, and, and I find that your level of fandom otherwise really kind of informs that decision like i know like it was it was conflicting for me it's like do we really want to support this and it's like well no but then like i was saying once the game start you're just absorbed because you've been absorbed every four years since you know you were 10 years old right that's not the case for you if the well, baseball, it, as if the a casual, baseball yeah. classic was being held in qatar you might feel differently. <laughs> Actually, I probably still wouldn't. Well, watch I, I don't it. think we. But, but that probably wouldn't be for for that reason. It would just be because, like, oh right, the World Baseball Classic. <laughs> but anyway, I was was thrilled with the result of the final because once the United States was eliminated, I I decided that I was going to support Argentina strictly because I wanted Leo Messi to win the World Cup so that Cristiano Ronaldo would not. And chances are, he will not still be playing for Portugal. Then again, he is so selfish and, and self-centered that he might demand to still be part of the national team setup at 40. But my distaste for Cristiano Ronaldo is what led to me supporting Argentina. 
And I don't really think there's anything more Philly when it comes to sports than that is to, there's probably a lot of things that are more Philly, but you know, uh, it is tailgating sort of outside Jim Gardner's final newscast. Yeah. <laughs> might be something like that. Um, and sometimes we take it too far. And I think that was, <laughs> I think that was, was one of the examples, but I think it's very Philly of me to choose my rooting interest based on hatred of someone else or another team That's as fair. opposed to affection. That's but it, it really, if you think about it, it really, it, that's how it should be. Lionel Messi should have a World Cup. And now he does, even though it's the most controversial World Cup we've ever had. And that says something in itself. That is, uh, I think that is, it's not sugarcoating it, but it is about as sterile a way to put it as I possibly can. And now I think we should take a break so I can go shower off all the filth and, uh, internal conflict over it so we'll take a break and when we come back as i mentioned it is our christmas episode and every year we like to give each other gifts uh generally of the theoretical variety but we're going to do that we're going to give each other gifts we're going to bestow gifts upon the philadelphia sports community whether it's a team a player or something something even more grand in my case but we'll do that right after the break so stick around we'll be right back Back here on the Philly Frenetics Christmas Spectacular. You know, I call it that every year. It's never very spectacular. At least this year, it's close to Christmas. John, every year we, we give each other gifts, but we also, in the, the spirit of the season, like to give gifts to the Philadelphia sports community. Uh, we've gifted things to athletes before. We've gifted things to teams. I'm pretty sure I... I gave Ben Simmons some headphones to block out the haters and then very quickly became a hater. Uh, I think I gave Philadelphia Aaron Rodgers as its quarterback. Just in time <laughs> for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to have a terrible season. Aaron Rodgers to basically get himself canceled and the Eagles to then go 13-1 and with Jalen Hurts. Please so tell me you're my not gifting gift Russell record, Wilson. <laughs> hey, it could always have been worse. My gift-giving record, not so great. So... Why don't you go first? Who are you giving a gift to and what is it? I am giving this gift to Union fans as a whole. And actually, this could count as a two for one. Is this a trigger warning here? Trigger warning. <laughs> I am getting Gareth Bale deported. Arrested? Okay. Deported. <laughs> Now, that does not solve the U.S. What, national also, team problems. Well, I mean, I was going to say, <laughs> there's a larger uh, American soccer base that uh, has no love for Gareth Bale right now either. But I figured Gareth Bale is like a once every four years problem. I mean, I know they, they can play more regularly, but really on the grandest stage. And, you know, there's probably only, what, one more time, one maybe two more times where he, I'm not sure how old he is. LAFC, the schedule just came out, and LAFC will be visiting Chester this season. So... Not visiting Chester, Lionel Messi, who's not going to sign with Miami this year. I'm assuming you're going to that game. Hopefully, I will Gareth Bale my will 
not be yeah. at that game after <laughs> my my contacts at uh, immigration. I don't have any contacts. He's he's good. <laughs> but th- again, this is a this is a metaphorical gift. If I could, if I could get, I can't go back in time and get him deported. That would be a, a true gift. But trigger warning over. That's what that's what I had in mind for you. So your gift to Philadelphia sports is to it's not something useful. It's something spiteful, which I think is perfect. You're welcome. (laughs) Well, on behalf of other union fans, thanks. Uh, I actually came up with something. I didn't really come up with it, but I was reading an article last week that really kind of got my brain going and, and I'm definitely on board. We don't talk about college sports because there's just not enough time in the world, but Philadelphia really is a college basketball town. The big five plus Drexel is a special thing. And well, it's not as special as it used to be uh, for a couple of reasons that begin and end with Villanova. Let's be honest. Uh, The school that ruined the big five in the eighties. And then after it came back, ruined the big five by dominating it. Uh, The whole thing has lost its luster. So I read an article about the discussions that the schools are having to you know, how to inject a little more life back into it. And the, the the consensus seems to be getting rid of the round robin where the, the big five schools, which are Penn, St. Joe's, LaSalle, Villanova, and Temple, all play each other once a year. St. Joe's and LaSalle play twice because they're in the Atlantic 10. But one of those games counts for the big five. Getting rid of the round robin and having a big five tournament every year. Maybe around this time of year, maybe sometime Thanksgiving. That's a great idea. Something that should have been done a long time ago. You could have it at the Palestra. You could have it at Temple. You could rotate it around to to all of the big five schools. But there there were two things involved. One, which was in the article that I was reading, is that Drexel would become a part of it. Right, you need something to even out the bracket. The Big Ten has 14 teams. The Big 12 has 10. You, you, You can have six teams in the big five. The other thing, and that's where the article ended it. They would give buys to, you know, two teams that were ranked high and like the Kempom ratings or, or the net. No, here's my gift. I am giving Philadelphia sports fans a big time college basketball tournament. Every December, you're going to have the big five. You're going to have Drexel and you're going to bring in two schools You don't want to bring schools from the top of the major conferences, maybe the middle. You've got Penn State and Rutgers that are relatively close. Delaware. That are not in conferences with anyone in town. Delaware is in the same league with Drexel. Seton Hall is in the same league with Villanova. Did not think ahead to that. So you don't want to. It's your gift. Didn't want to spoil it. So those are teams that are relatively close. So you get one of them every year, and then you bring someone in. You don't want it to be an elite team like a Duke or a North Carolina because you want it to be someone that, you know, the Villanovas, the Temples, the St. Joe's in a good year can compete with and beat because you don't want, you know, the big five Philadelphia City Championship Tournament won by an outsider every year. All right. You declare the city champion, whichever team gets the farthest. But, you know, maybe it's the, the, the six teams in the city in Penn State and then you bring in like a Vanderbilt or maybe you're bringing in. 
I don't know, someone who's in like a Washington state, if they want to come all the way out here. You could even someone do Bucknell, from Texas. Call it the Keystone. No, no, no. That's not Keystone big Cross. enough. Oh, that's no. You want to go, you wanna go sorry, big, no, big. I mean, like, if you're going to bring teams in, don't bring in teams that these teams are already playing, right? I bet you Bucknell okay. is on half of the city's you know, non-conference schedule as yeah. it is. So I want – and, you know, again, you can have it at the Palestra. You can have it at the Leacorce Center. I don't think early on you can fill the Wells Fargo Center enough to make it worth it especially when they've got the Sixers and Flyers to deal with. But get this to be an NCAA-exempt tournament. Everyone plays three games. It only counts as one or two on your schedule. You can rotate who gets to play the big out-of-town team. And, hey, if Kansas wants to come, great. If Duke wants to come, great. If you've got a Villanova team that's good enough to compete with them, great. They can play them. And that's kind of what you'd probably have to do to get Villanova on board would be to – promise them a big time matchup so maybe they're the ones that are you rig it so that they're the ones that are going to play helps everyone's rpi which is a big a big right factor in you know postseason seating but john i don't care about that my my concern is for the philadelphia sports fan and i am gifting them a prime college basketball tournament in, in in what is kind of the season for that between thanksgiving and christmas there's no reason for our teams to have to go elsewhere to play in one of those events. We're going to have one here every year. And you know what? Maybe we're going to call it the John Sager Invitational if you're willing to pay to sponsor it. I'm not. I mean, John, there's, there's no but, sponsor right now, so $5 puts you in the, in the clubhouse league. Something tells me I'm going to be outbid. Uh, I could probably name about 20 of the usual suspects, <laughs> uh, most of them car dealerships. <laughs> However, on behalf of Philadelphia Jim Sports Jim Sabala fans, wants to see you in a yeah. Kia and at the Philadelphia Big Five City Invitational. Uh, but I think that's a good gift that uh, hopefully won't blow up in the face of everyone, or, or in my face, like the last two I tried to give. Also, it's something that seems like it may be bound to happen in some form anyway. So that is my gift to Philadelphia. On behalf of the Philadelphia basketball, college basketball fan community, I accept this. It sounds like a great idea. <laughs> but let's think about a gift, John. You don't get a choice. It's given to you. <laughs> it's it's thank you. And then the next day you quietly exchange well, it for something else. <laughs> well, we're about to find that out because we're looking at the gifts for each other, right? That's right. And, and my gift for you, I, you're not going to exchange it. I know. We talked on the air, off the air about purchasing tickets you know, for Phillies games this October. And I know that it was it was something that was gnawing at you and you finally bit the bullet and probably spent more than you intended to to go to that playoff game you attended. So my gift to you is I'm giving you a, a 13 game or whatever it is season ticket pack in theory. I'm not actually doing this, but if I if I could, oh, I man. would. So that you would get access to playoff tickets at face value and not have to make a decision about whether you want to buy them because it, it was a shame to hear that you'd never been to a playoff game. And I was so happy that you were able to get to one that, that I don't want you to have to take outside factors into consideration. I want you to be able to just shell out another 50, 60 bucks, whatever. Cause you're a bit of a snob. I feel like you wouldn't take the upper deck seats. You'd, you'd, you'd make me shell out for the, the lower level for the season plan. I, so 
literally sat in <laughs> upper deck seats my entire youth yeah but i at feel like once you get a taste of it you're you're going to you know it is hard when you especially get especially if i'm seats. the one that's providing the the ticket plan you're going to gouge me for whatever you can you know any the idea of any seat in the ballpark or any seat in the stadium was it's a great concept until you get those lower seats and then exactly. all of a sudden it's like ah oh, oh. yeah <laughs> it's not like a highfalutin thing but man i can actually read the numbers yeah. <laughs> so my thought was just that I wanted to make sure that that you had access to postseason tickets uh, without having to worry about StubHub and other uh, secondary market places that don't sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> and also, I figured, you know, you, you would enjoy spending every Sunday down at the ballpark over the summer. I can't day games bad idea, man. I mean, you've seen me bake in the sun before, so <laughs> we'll get you tickets under the overhang. All right, now we're talking. <laughs> so for you, I think mm-hmm. uh, the transition that I was uh, working on this time, my gift to you in 2022 is a return receipt. What? <laughs> a return receipt on Jalen Hurts takes. Uh, you've had a few of them. <laughs> I think, I think, you know, as we head to the end of the year, do we need to atone for these things just to, to clear your conscience so you can oh, go to the playoffs with a pure heart? I, I feel like this is maybe not the gift you wanted, but the gift you need. I am giving you socks that have toe warmers and you're wondering, like, why do I need these? And three weeks from now, when you're shoveling snow, you're going to be glad that I got them for you. <laughs> or two days from now when it's 20 degrees on Christmas Eve. Look, um, look man, uh, we, we both know we're not leaving the house if that happens. Um, no, man, I got I got places to go, things to do. Um, I, You know what? I think I'm going to be in line on Boxing Day trying to see what I can get in exchange for this because I think it was just our last episode where I said, look, I know I've said some things about Jalen Hurts and I stand by them, Okay. I, I stand by the fact that, you know, rejecting what I said, gift. I'm not rejecting it. I'm just saying, I think that you're, uh, I think you're being a little unfair. Well, I would like to keep something. a return receipt to use at my discretion. That would be the best gift you could give me would be a chance to erase a terrible take in the future. <laughs> How about this? Because we're recording this on now December we're negotiating Christmas 21st. <laughs> I'm giving you a 60-day window where the terms of this receipt are valid. That should cover most <laughs> so of what we want. I have two months to to have a terrible take. Uh, about the Jalen Hurts thing, I, I still think that what I've said about him is true. Look, man, I it doesn't matter. I don't think he has I, I also don't know why I've called you man like twice in two minutes. <laughs> look, but, uh, what, what I, I'm look, telling you, this is the gift you need. I, I, I will say. It's, it's okay. Admitting is the first right? step. It, it, it's the thought that counts, and I appreciate the thought because Lord knows that that we've both said a lot of stuff, and <laughs> it's blown up in our faces immediately. Probably <laughs> me more than you. <laughs> I, I, uh, oh, oh, actually, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but uh, the the ability to take back a take, what to untake, is that. <laughs> <laughs> to detake something cool a hot take uh, we'll work on it this is a work in progress <laughs> that 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 is uh a, probably the most useful gift that i could have no That's this not was the specifically on, on jalen hurts well it is not <laughs> i bought it 
I, I can't go back. And I can't return the return receipt. Only you can return the return <laughs> receipt. Well, here's what I'll say. If Jalen Hurts leads the Eagles to the Super Bowl, I will absolutely cash in the return receipt and say that I was wrong. Jalen Hurts is him. And you can record it and use it and rub it in my face forever. You Remember, I am podcast. the guy who yeah, said that. You could go back and change this. Yeah, I mean, I, I am the, the one who said that Doug Peterson was was a terrible coaching hire, that Charlie Manuel was not the guy that Philly should have hired. I, I've, I've had some, some bad takes. They came from a place of reason, but they were bad takes. And you know what? I hope I'm wrong about Jalen Hurts. We'll see. He, he's done as much as he could this year to, to prove me wrong, and, 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 and kudos to him. And so I hope he's back soon. And, and and doing it in the playoffs. But before we go, do you have any, you know, fun Christmas traditions, anything you're looking forward to over the next couple of days? I mean, sleeping in, hanging with I don't with think family. that's a Christmas tradition so much as a, a weekend tradition. We don't have anything to do. It's weird that Christmas Just, Christmas Eve or a weekend, right? I don't like it. It, it. it should be. It feels like it's thrown my schedule off completely because it doesn't feel like anything special is coming up right. because it's just – Saturday, but I kind of like the extra day where it's just like, you know, maybe people are coming from work and they all show up at the, the Christmas Eve party and, you know, everyone's able to, to unwind and relax. It's like, hey, we we finally got here and it's not quite the same. Now, that being said, like, I don't really, I feel bad for people who do have to work on, you know, Christmas Eve, is, but hopefully this year a lot more people will get off and then kind of enjoy the weekend and unwind, especially as the weather outside is uh, a little unkind. So I'm assuming a few more million people may be watching a Christmas story this year. <laughs> I, I think the best uh, day of the week for Christmas is Friday because you get, you get Thursday, Thursday, Friday, off, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then there's Saturday and Sunday weekend to kind of ramp back up. Uh, it doesn't go the other way where like if it's, if, if Christmas is, is Monday or Tuesday, because then you're kind of like right back into it. So I very much prefer a, a Friday Christmas. But uh, I I will be one of those people who is making the people who have to go to work on Christmas Eve work. Uh, every every year I go out Good to a uh, bookstore on Christmas Eve by myself. It, it, it started just as like there was too much going on. I needed to, to get away, and I wanted to pick up one last thing. And I've just continued to go every year. I I, I, I Christmas shop for myself. I get a book or two. I have multiple bags of books within eyesight from where I'm sitting right now that have been opened to put the books in on Christmas Eve of whatever year and then maybe open for me to look in and see what's in them since. Like I have plenty of books that I've purchased that I have yet to read and yet I will still go out and make sure that I come back with something on Saturday. <laughs> I would comment further, but... Ah, that might be giving some stuff away for some listeners uh, out there. <laughs> what, what, what am I kidding? What am I kidding? The person I'm, person within earshot's probably not going to listen to this episode anyways. Well, I mean, you're a former bookstore guy yourself. So did you ever have to work on Christmas Eve? Yeah. As the, the panicky uh, last second shoppers came in? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be thinking of you on Saturday when I'm doing that to someone else. Not as late as I normally would because there's an Eagles game. I My lasting memory of, I think I've worked two Christmas Eves, of the very last one I worked was 
the store being in shambles on December 26th, because of course it's in shambles. And first thing in the morning, the district manager walks in and complains about how messed up the store looks. It's like, dude, there is no way you worked on Christmas Eve. You managed that chaos, <laughs> you know, thank you. And then, by the way, uh, a few months later, the company went out. So <laughs> that's the kind of thing I was dealing with. Uh, we don't have another 20 minutes for me to rant about things, and I'm not sure anyone would listen. But hey, <laughs> that's my Christmas Eve retail experience. Anyone listening who has to, who is going out to stores, keep in mind the person on the other end of the counter is very <laughs> stressed out. They want to be there even less than you do. Exactly. <laughs> on that note, you can find us on, on Apple Podcasts. On that Podcast. note, Joe doesn't want to be here anymore either. <laughs> you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Social media, Facebook, Twitter, still there for the time being. Well, let me check. <laughs> and Instagram at Philly Frenetics. Our website, phillyfrenetics.com. We'll have our quick picks that we're still doing because I think John forgot that we'll continue to do it through the playoffs oh, as long as the Eagles are playing. That was so my he other hasn't gift. Quite <laughs> no, 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 no. That is a regular season. That is a regular season title. Playoffs are different. My other <laughs> gift. I forgot to mention this. It was hidden under the tree. When we count the overall stats. The win record still stands because I am gunning for the overall title, which does not exist. It is a figment of my imagination. <laughs> so so the, the gift but is a gift for yourself. <laughs> I am giving you every win you get right in quick, quick picks from now until the end of the regular season is double. Oh, you're going to regret Any that. win that I get counts single. You're going to regret that. We'll see. You're going to regret that. I thank you in advance for the gift. <laughs> but regardless, we will have our quick picks up on Friday for Saturday's Eagles-Cowboys game. Again, a little bit of the steam taken out of that one with the Eagles at 13-1 and the Cowboys at 10-4 and and Jalen Hurts on the shelf. But it'll still be a good time to sit around with the family, watch some football, and at least for my family, we'll enjoy some seafood, Christmas Eve tradition. John... Have a great holiday weekend. We'll talk next week, hopefully about the birds clinching the number one seed, and we'll argue over how they're going to handle the next two weeks. But if not, then I'm sure we'll find something else to argue over. Merry Christmas, and I'll talk to you next week. See you next week. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.